Hello everyone, this is Tony Cole. Welcome to this episode of my podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking about change and I'm also going to be showing you how change starts in the mind. You may be familiar with this phrase that to change your life, you must change the way you think. But not many of us have been able to practically apply this saying to our life to change the way we think so that we can experience a different result. And as a result, many people are frustrated. Many people are not happy with their lives. Some people have actually become suicidal. Some people have actually given up on their dreams because they are struggling in one area or the other in their life and they are not able to pursue their dreams, their goal, their purpose. They are not able to do what God has called them to do. And it seems like there's no chance of them becoming the person that God has said to them that he has called them to be or he has made them to be in Christ Jesus. So as a result, I want to help some people to see in practical terms how to change the way they think and the connected ideas and the notions and the belief system that actually shapes the way we think and ultimately affecting the way we behave or injuring us from experiencing what we actually want to experience i mean the things that we know that god wants us to experience in life now let's pick some few areas of our lives where many of us want to experience a change. One, our behavior. Some people are bogged down with harmful behavior like self-harm. Some people are bogged down with behavior such as uh, substance abuse. And some people is about just s- sleeping around with different people, you know, all in the name of hookup and all kind of stuff. And they are not able to stop these things they're not because they know that they can experience a much better life, but these things are just holding them down so much that it seems like they can't come out of it, right? So I'm going to be addressing some things in this area to help such people to identify their way out of those harmful behaviors and how to lay them down. Another area that people may be struggling is in their finances. So some people, they keep overspending, they keep spending money, Uh, on things they don't need and um, some people are actually buying some things to feel a kind of hollow in their heart you know when they feel lonely when they feel empty what they do is to go and buy something or to go on an expensive holiday and when all of that uh, all by the time they come back from their holiday or they've lost the excitement of the new things they bought they are back to the same condition so they live from debt to debt because they are spending money on something they don't need. So another area is marriage. You know, some people are actually practicing a kind of domestic abuse, you know, beating up their spouse, either their husband or their wife. And they've been looking for a way to change in this area because they know that this thing is affecting them and they know that this thing is not good for them, good for their marriage. But it seems that they can't stop. Some people have, um, you know, practiced some kind of um, behavior modification, but things are not changing. And that should tell us that you know, change in behavior does not produce the kind of change, the lasting change we want to see in our lives. And that is why we need to really understand what it means and how to change the way we think so that we can experience a different result. Becoming the person God has called us to be and doing what God has called us to do. So let's continue in the area of marriage. So some people are actually struggling with infidelity. You know, they keep cheating on their spouse. And they've tried to use some tactics to stop cheating on their spouse, but it's not working. You know, some people are actually struggling with porn 
and they've tried to apply some filter to the internet, uh, their internet browser. They've tried to, you know, put some measures in place so that they don't stumble on porn, but yet they still struggle with porn. And I'll tell you that how to really know when you are free from porn is when you don't have any filters anywhere. You can go on the internet and you are not bothered. Your, your curiosity is not aroused by something that looks sex, sexual. I'm going to trust God in the future. I'm going to be able to talk about porn and to help people come out of porn because I've struggled with it in the past. You know, right. So let's leave that. Let's go to the next one. Spiritual life. Some people are struggling in their spiritual life, dealing with demons, you know, running from deliverance session to another deliverance session because they want deliverance from some forces that are disturbing their lives. Or they are trying to actually overcome some problems such as maybe uh, they are not getting the kind of job they should get or they are not getting the kind of um, man or woman they want to marry to. Some very trivial things and even some demonic things. And people just keep going for deliverance sessions, keep going to one prophet or one pastor to pray for them. Another area is self-image. Some people are so overwhelmed with the sense of I'm not good enough. You know, no matter how much praise and compliment that people give to them, they cannot believe that there's anything good in them. And this thing is affecting people's lives because such people, you know, in a sense, would want to keep doing something to get people's approval. And what has happened is that many um, predators who have um, identified this kind of vulnerability in other people tend to bully them or take advantage of them. So it is not a good place to be at all if a person is laden with an overwhelming sense of I'm not good enough. So that's those are just few areas among many other areas that people are struggling and people want to experience a change because they know that not changing in this area is um, making them go through a kind of oppression or is, is uh, robbing them of an, an effectiveness in their life. Now, I, I would like to make a few few statements. Now, it, it's often said that if you keep doing things in a particular way, you will keep getting the same result. So, people as a result of this, they want to focus on how they are doing things. But they don't realize that what will bring about the real change is how is by changing how they think. So what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to also call out some popular notions about change. So this is quite popular and I felt it's important that I called it out. If you keep doing things in a particular way, you will keep getting the same result. That's what they said. But if you want to stop doing things in that in that particular way so that you can change you can get a different result you need to change the way you think now i want us to carefully assess what i'm going to be talking about in the next few minutes do you know that what defines your behavior your actions is how you think what defines your action what de- what defines how you respond to a stimulus how, when I say stimulus, I'm talking about an, an, um, a signal from your external environment. So what, 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 what triggers how you respond to external stimulus is based 
on how you think. So if you're a kind of person who believe that people of a particular race are harmful or a particular gender is harmful, so when that particular race or that particular gender do something, even though they are not trying to harm you, instinctively, you think they want to harm you. Have you realized that? I'm trying to help us process our thoughts. Because this is not common in many teachings I've heard in the church. Many preachers and pastors tell us some things and they make statements. But I guess because we don't have, they don't have much time to spend with us in church, so they're not able to break these things down for us. So I'm trying to help us break these things down into much smaller details to help us uh, achieve the change and improvement we want to experience in our lives. So what I'm trying to call out is this. The problem is not really in your action. The problem is really in your thinking. Because your established way of thinking determines your instantaneous reaction to situations and circumstances in your life. I mean, when I say situations and circumstances, when events triggers, when events happen in your life, when there's some triggered event by whatever source, whatever, whatever situation it may be, your instantaneous reaction is based on the way you think. And it took me a long time to actually understand this in the way I'm explaining to you. So I said I was going to help you to understand in practical terms how to change the way you think. Now, for you to have developed a particular mindset, a particular way of thinking that makes you to react by default in this particular way, yielding or giving, giving rise to a result you don't want, now, for you to have developed that, that belief system, that thinking, you must have accumulated over a period of time some negative thoughts. So, I'm taking you from action down to thinking, now down to your thoughts. See, at the, at the core, at the root of your thinking and the way you act is your belief system. What you believe, what you hold as true. So, if a lady believes that all men cheat, right, and when her husband is um, exchanging pleasantries with another woman, maybe at a party or a wedding, she becomes defensive and she's almost fighting because she thinks the man is she's, she's almost fighting the man or uh, giving the the, the other the other woman the kind of a killer look because. She has established in her mind that all men cheat. So when the woman comes around her husband, she thinks the man will cheat on her. Or if the man begins to have, you know, have some kind of um, more responsibility at work, such, as, such that he's not able to return home early enough like he normally do, this woman will begin to have struggle. Such women, women will begin to have a struggle not to think their husband is cheating on them. I know there are some cases whereby the husband are cheating on their wife, but I'm talking about people whose husbands not are not cheating on them, but they are struggling with trust. Now, their trust issues did not start in that marriage. Their trust issues started with 
other relationships they may have had previously to that marriage, prior to that marriage, or the infidelity or mistrust issues, trust issues that they experienced in among their parents or among their peers when they were in uni or college or something. So such people sometimes focus on their behavior and they want to be able to trust their husband and they are not getting anywhere. They are not making any headway. But what I'm saying to such people, and this is just a framework and there are many examples, many illustrations. But what I'm saying to such people is that you cannot change your life. You cannot improve your marital life by trying to change your behavior. You need to take steps back. You need to accept that your reaction to other women or to your husband when he does certain thing, right, or when he comes in contact with women or exchanges pleasantries with them, your reaction, your negative reaction is not just about your reaction. It's about how you think. And your thinking is built on the accumulation and the, of, of negative experiences, negative ideas, negative thoughts that's accumulated for over a period of time and has forged a belief system in you that then defines how you think, how you interpret situations, how you interpret events, which triggers or mobilizes your arms, your body to react in a certain way. So if we want to change the way we act, if we want to change our behavior, we need to take steps backwards and begin to think about the wrong ideas and the false the false ideas and the lies that we have believed for so long. So if we are stopping at the thinking level or stopping at the action level, we will not go too far. So we need to go one more step backwards to begin to evaluate the ideas and the wrong notions we have, the philosophies that we have held on to for so long, you know, wrong notions, wrong ideas or negative experiences that has held, you know, a force in our mind and are holding and are making us to act in a certain way. So our, our, our ideas, our beliefs is very critical to experiencing a change in our life. So I want to say to you, so to stop doing things in a particular way, you need to change the way you think. And to change the way you think, you need to change what you believe about that particular area of your life. And to change what you believe, you need to replace the negative thoughts and ideas you have held on to for so long with truths. So that means that you need to go in search for truth. Now, the good news is this. The same way um, neg- accumulation of negative ideas, experiences, as um, being consolidated in your mind and has forged the way you think, your negative thoughts, right? Uh, that same way, you can accumulate positive ideas so much that they can Watch the way you, they can change the way you think and ultimately change your life. Whatever experience you want to have in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your finances, in your spiritual life, and even how you see yourself. So 
let's take one step back from the level and the point of thinking to the level of your belief system and identify those component lies that has accumulated and forged a belief system in you, you know, then giving you a way to think, a way to process information, a way to process a um, series of events and ultimately triggering you to act in a certain way that you don't like. And this is applicable to your behavior, anyone who is struggling with any harmful behavior, I mean, this is the foundation of change. You have to replace those negative thoughts with the truth. Because how you think also affects how your body functions. So let's use again the uh, example of the lady whose mind is forced to believe mind brain and mind is forced to believe men cheats now when her husband is exchanging pleasantries with another woman right she'll begin to feel agitated she'll begin to feel some kind of anger even before she's able to catch her thought her body's already reacting so that should, should tell us that <laughs> the things we believe the wrong ideas we hold on to the negative things we are feeding our, our mind with on social media, on the media, on TV, ultimately they have impact on our body. I know someone once said that, a psychologist said, if a man or a woman watches pornography three times, the process, the process and the activities that their brain goes through in those three exposure is as the same as the man or the woman participating in the pornography. I was shocked when I heard that. So, if a person is watching porn, right, if they watch porn three times, right, the chemical reaction in their brain is the same as participating in the porn. So, someone saying that, well, I'm just watching, I don't, I'm not participating in it, it's not harmful, are deceiving themselves because some processes are going on in their brain, whether they like it or not. Right. So what we think, the ideas we think, the things, information we expose ourselves to ultimately will affect how we behave, will affect our health, will affect our belief system. We will affect how we think. So at the, at the bedrock of all of this is the ideas and the, and the thoughts, the philosophies that we've held on to or we are believing or we are thinking on. Right. I feel I should touch on one of two things about Christianity, especially in the area of uh, people's spiritual life. Now, I, want, I would like to call out that many of the problems that Christians, Christians face today is a knowledge problem, which does not require a deliverance session to get them out of it. Now, I've tried to establish the fact that the thoughts and the ideas that we hold on to for so long will frame our belief system, which actually then gives us a way of processing things, processing course of event, which triggers our body to act in a certain way. 
Likewise, many Christians, you know, their attitude towards spiritual things, some problems in their lives, is caused by a knowledge problem. Now, Jesus says in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. So, and to help us further understand that it is the truth that make free and not necessarily deliverance. That's the reason why many people have gone for deliverance all their life and that problem still remains in their life. I'm not discrediting deliverance and I'm not saying there's no need for deliverance. Some cases actually require deliverance. But if a person has been going for deliverance for many years and things are not changing, then it's not a deliverance problem. It's a knowledge problem. Because Colossians 1.13 tells us that God has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and moved us to the kingdom of the son of his love, which means he has delivered us from the control and the dominion of darkness. So if a believer can really have a true revelation that they have been delivered from the power of darkness, did they are able to see themselves in Christ Jesus as a head over principality and power, they will cast out demons in their lives and in their businesses and in any area of their life where demons are oppressing them without the help or assistance of a deliverance minister. Because Jesus did not ask us to go to a person in a sense to get deliverance. He actually asked us to use the authority in his name to cast out devils. But we know that some of us need some brethren, some brothers or sisters or pastors, you know, some, you know, to help us sometimes when we are struggling spiritually because certain times we are kind of weak and we need other people to join us in their faith or to join our faith with theirs so that we can experience the freedom that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. So what I'm trying to say is that I recognize the place of other people praying with us for deliverance or for healing or for something. But if a problem has persisted for so long, and there's no change, the problem is not a deliverance problem, it's a revelation problem, it's a knowledge problem. The believer needs to know that Christ has delivered him from the power and the dominion of darkness. Now the Bible says to us that if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away and all things have become new. So if a Christian is still struggling with substance abuse, infidelity, and all kind of negative behavior, you know, sexual immorality, the problem at the core of it is still a knowledge problem because not many Christians have actually come to really understand or have a revelation understanding of what the new birth have accomplished in their life. What it means to be born again. Because if we do know what has been accomplished in our spirit as Christians, we will be able to easily overcome some oppressions that, are, that have hold us or held us for so long. So many of such Christians, actually, they see themselves in the image, in the likeness of the unsaved man. And they call themselves those names. So let me put it together. So when a Christian, a born-again Christian, still believes that they have problem with pornography, they have problem with infidelity, and they accept it as their identity, you know what happens? Then that makes them to form a belief system that help them see themselves that way and they think that way so if anybody maybe an, a sinner or unsafe person makes advances at them inviting them to have a sexual practice with them you know to have to do something silly with them 
because that's the way they see themselves, so they respond. But if a believer has a thorough understanding that no, he's born again as a child of God, delivered from the power of sin and darkness, and that belief system is so strong in his mind, you know, and he processes event and invitation from the opposite sex in any kind of way shape or form that's ungodly when he receives those information those glances those uh, invitation because of his belief system he will think differently he will see that advance that invitation as lie as false as a source of death and he will not follow through rather he will withdraw so now can you see how what you know what to believe affects the way you think, which is the way you process information and ultimately how you act. So can you agree with me now or will you agree with me now that to change your life, you need to change the words, the thoughts and the ideas that have gone into your mind. So what will you change them with? You need to change them with the truth. So I want to give you a few action points. So to change your life, to experience results, I mean different results in different areas of your life, I want you to go in search for the truth. Go in search for the truth. But also, I want you to identify the source of those lies. If you need more assistance in this area, please connect with me on social media and I'm happy to help you. I would like you to identify the source of those lies. Where did they come from? Did they come from your childhood experience? Did they come from something you watched in the movie? Did it come from your negative experiences? I used to order someone in unforgiveness. Many times we are not able to identify all the sources of the lies, but there are some major ones in our life that some of us will need to actually recognize and say, I took this understanding from what my father and my mother experienced, but I choose to believe otherwise because those people did not, they did not know God or they were not born again or they were acting based on the best knowledge that they have at that time. But now I know better. I'm a child of God. And I refuse to accept that as reality or as truth in my life because Jesus lives in me. The Bible says Christ in me, the hope of glory. Are you getting me? So for some key things, major big things in our life, some of us need to actually identify the source of it. Because some people, until they actually identify the source of that lie, they may not be able to address it, especially in area of forgiveness. They may not be able to to let go and they'll keep trying to change the way they, uh, they behave. So some of us need to identify the source of that lies. And uh, some of us, we may not be able to actually identify a particular event or set or group of people, but we just have to identify that this particular way of thinking comes from the devil, comes from what the media sold me, comes from what I have taught, the information I've been fed with. But this is not from God. So we, either way, we need to still identify that that lie or that belief system or that beliefs, those beliefs come from a source that is ungodly, that is not of God. And some of us, many of us actually, may need to remove ourselves from that source or cut off that source. You know, I'm going to trust God to give you a guidance on how to go about it. Some of us need to cut off from those sources of lies and deceit. So I've said over and over, try to go in search for the truth. Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Know the truth. What does God's word say about your identity, about your self-image, about your marriage, about who you are? 
And I also want to say that you should ensure that you take time to pray that God will give you a revelation understanding of the truth. Because the truth, especially spiritual truths, are not something that are conceived with the mind. They need to come as a light in your heart, in your spirit. Because your belief lies in your heart. Your belief system lies in your heart. And when a truth becomes real in your heart, you, you realize that you'll be able to easily change the way you think and change the way you behave. So I also want to say that ensure that you meditate on the truth. As you discover the truth, talk about it, think on it, and practice it. And I also wanted to know that many times you have a contrary thought, negative thoughts, trying to negate the truth that you know or that you have found out. So each time those negative thoughts and emotions rise up again in you, I want you to speak that truth that you know um, out loud to negate and to nullify those uh, negative thoughts. So let the truth prevail over the lie. And gradually, your brain will begin to pick up new signals. Your emotions, your body will begin to pick up new signals, begin to receive new direction, new dictate as to how to act. And then one day you realize that you find yourself in similar challenges you've always struggled with and you have a different reaction. And sometimes, which I've experienced a lot of time, I'm thinking, why, why am I not reacting the way I usually react? Now, that should tell you that it's not just your actions. It's not just your behavior. But you've taken in the truth, which has now changed the way you believe and how you process things. You're thinking, which then changes the, your reaction to a particular thing. Now, some of us haven't known the truth about forgiveness. We realize that we don't get angry at people the way we used to get angry anymore. And not because... We, choose, we don't want to be angry in the sense of we are modifying our behavior. But because we've taken in the truth, we're, we've received the forgiveness of the Lord. We've forgiven people and we are not holding people uh, in a kind of debt that they must pay for what they have done to us. So we find it easy to let people go. Right. I hope this has really blessed you guys. I'm going to share more about this particular topic because my heart desire is that each and every one of us will experience the change that God has given to us in Christ Jesus and become who God has called us to be in Christ Jesus. So I want to encourage you to actually share this message with other people, to talk to people about it. You might, you might be able to find an accountability partner among your friends to help you, you know, in search for, of the truth and to begin to uh, think differently so that you can hack differently. But I also want to say that while we are trying to taking the truth, we also need to be mindful of our actions because it might take some time for us to actually develop a new belief system and to be able to change the way we think. So as we find the truth, we need to start practicing the truth because one of the ways we develop a new belief system and change the way we think or process things is by practicing the truth that we have received practicing the truth that we have received as we practice the truth you know everything works hand in hand to ensure to, that you get to that point whereby your belief system changes and the way you act the way you think changes so i look forward to hearing your comments your feedback as, as to how this is helpful to you and um you can connect with me on social media you know on facebook on instagram on twitter and I'll just say hello and let me know how this helps you. Uh, so this podcast is also available on Spotify, iTunes and Podbean. All right, guys. Thank you for your time today. I hope this blesses you and I look forward to hearing from you.